everybody should be doing what works for them what yes. feels the most comfortable for for them you're happy to be working at it because yeah. no matter what you do it's going to be work it's going to be hard there's going to be challenges there's yeah. going to be problems pick something that you know you don't have to fight yourself every day uh just to get yourself to even start and and facing the problems associated with whatever field you're working to, right. right welcome back to the corner talks podcast i have my good friend here how's it going man happy to be back no it shouldn't be about anything like this is yeah. one life yep. one life like fucking yeah. do it my guy he just got it he totally understood it 20 years old when i started just watching a lot of movies how it, and it tells a story i want to tell a story kevin guo who is a podcaster and salesman <laughs> what's going on buddy how are you awesome yeah perfect intro perfect thank you man well i try to specialize in that uh, i've been doing it for so long i think over 100 episodes now um, yeah, seeing uh, I was checking you guys out. You post like every ten days or every every couple of days, right? Yeah, twice a week. Um, during the pandemic, I had a lot more time on my hands. Um, and guests were more available, so I was able to post. Um, you're looking at about three times a week, four times. So I was trying to get hit that number, but uh, it's challenging. Um, but we do it, <laughs> and we still stay committed to it. I think that's the whole uh, point of uh any kind of content creation, right? Is that consistency. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's been quite a ride, man. And I appreciate you, uh, being on the podcast to share this journey with me. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, we have to, I think I have to shout out Tyler Seller here for connecting us. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a great kid. He, he just reached out, you know, on Instagram, uh, after seeing some of our, our stuff on the podcast and, you know, we had a great call with him and immediately, uh, you know, we're trying to set up a, uh, you know, set up a meeting with him, have him on the pod sometime nice. in April. Yeah. Um, and immediately on that call, he was like, you know, I, I have this good friend, Daniel. He also runs podcasts. I can, you know, see you guys really connecting. And uh, I would say what, a couple of weeks later, we're, we're sitting at a bar together. And that's, uh, you know, shout out to Tyler for setting that up. Yeah, Tyler Seller, my guy, that guy is, is one, one of me kind of thing where it's like, we're just um very open honest and generous um in our abilities to help creatives but uh he is highly impressive uh he's a young kid you know not to you know bring his age into it but the reality is is like you know we you and i both agreed because we're similar in age it's like you know a young kid like that with such uh fortitude such yeah. uh maturity uh okay. to be able to um you know craft these relationships man these professional ones i should add yeah. and um a really cultivated empire uh at such a young age is highly remarkable and commendable yeah so I always tell him that every time I'm on the phone with him, I always have to remind myself, you know what I mean, of his age. Um, but I love that, right? Um, yeah. Keeps us young. And uh, honestly, uh, shout out to you, man, Tyler. Thank you again for connecting us and connecting a lot of the guests that I have on this podcast. You're you're, uh, you're the king, buddy. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Tyler. Yeah, man. So again, we've uh, already had a few stimulating conversations beforehand discussing our creative uh, career trajectories as we do, uh, pursue inventive endeavors such as podcasting uh you and i you know uh we're able to have the fortune of sharing a drink <laughs> grabbing some drinks uh downtown toronto and that's uh you know we were shooting shit talking about a whole bunch of things um including podcasting itself and seeing that you've developed a podcast called kill your pride what was the inspiration to begin this creative venture yeah you know um for me it was kind of a long winding path to to get here you know i would say 
I'm 27 now, maybe for 25 years of my life, you know, anything creative, anything in entertainment, uh, anything remotely like a podcast was not in my cards at all. Right. You know, um, I grew up in a very traditional Chinese, you know, uh, culturally Chinese household. Right. And, you know, from from as long as I can remember, the path for me and my brother was you know, uh, study business in, in university, go to law school after that and become a corporate lawyer. That was the default path and pretty much only path. Right. Um, you know, my, my brother was successful in that. So he's a yeah. corporate lawyer out there in, uh, in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, when I was like going through high school and stuff, it, it was very hard to, for me to even, you know, uh, consider doing anything outside of, uh, the path I was set, you know, right. even for things like in the scientific field, not to mention, you know, creative field. Um, I, I was just, you know, the kid watching Wolf of Wall Street movies and yeah, and yeah, yeah. Suits and like, yeah, I'm going to be this guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, I realized, you know, a lot of that. Um, so actually, I, I took the law school entrance exam. Okay. Um, and I got an okay score, but not good enough to go to the school that, uh, you know, I, I'd like to attend and my parents would uh, want me to attend. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, I, I was basically working on um, the applications, trying to get my grades up uh, to do it a second time. Okay. Um, and, you know, I was working at a bank at the, at the same time. So this is like, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, that's what I was doing before I changed careers. Right. And, you know, when applying to law school and stuff, you know, you have to think of your, your essay and reflect on the reasons and yeah. motivations yeah. for yeah, why yeah. you want to do this. And, you know, at that point I was very, you know, my motivation for this really declined. Uh, I would say since I graduated undergrad, you know, um, kind of all the, all the kind of, um, visions and and um, ideas, the positive ideas I would have of, of of this path kind of were gone. I and and I I was in a bit of a depression. So when I was doing those applications, asking me, you know, why I wanted to be a lawyer, at the end of the day, I couldn't come up with a better answer than you know I wanted to make uh, my father proud. Right. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that that's about it. Right. Exactly. You, everything else is like you know I want to be. Uh, respected, have a prestigious job, have have money, but those aren't good reasons to 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 do something, right? Yeah, exactly. And you know, through that process, like um, I, I I just couldn't do it anymore. And you know, there was a point where I was um in a very dark place. Yep. Um, where either I I basically faced two options: either just accept this and you know try to try to find a way to cope with um going to law school for four years you know probably um you, you know my relationship with my vices were, were was deteriorating right as well so kind of try to accept it and, and try to find a way through that path continuing forward or basically flip my life upside down and um come clean to my father that you know i'm gonna go my own way um ended up doing that 
uh, it was a difficult, rocky start. Uh, yeah. Basically, I quit my job. I quit law school, studying for law school. Right. And uh, moved to, to Toronto from Montreal and started a completely career, uh, new career in sales. Nice. Um, you know, I chose this because I think that's really my calling, right? Anything to do. Yeah. Uh, with people, with uh, building social networks, you know, um, applying my uh, social intelligence, emotional intelligence. I think those are some of my my greatest skill sets. Um, and for the longest time, they were always kind of hindrances to what I was doing. Mm. Like my my being super outgoing and and social and wanting to be the life of a party. Um, that was kind of a distraction when when you're trying to pursue academics or um you know that type of career path um but now i i i now that i have control of my life and and deciding you know everything about it in terms of what i do for a career what i do with my free time i've positioned myself in doing things like the podcast and you know my sales job where it's uh, where where my natural uh, kind of uh, talent and 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 interest in in, in things is a benefit rather right. uh, than than something that's a, seen as a distraction. Yeah, no, that was well said. What a beautiful put story, you know. Like uh, it's highly familiar, uh, not only to the audience but to myself. You know, being in a family, uh, immigrant family, where. You know, you want to emulate them, you want to make them proud, but at the same time, you're steering away from uh, the conventional values of getting a nine to five job, being stuck in those ways. Um, but I can understand that, man. I highly resonate with with what everything you're saying. Yeah, you know, you know, when we were um, talking over a couple of drinks, yes, I, I could really sense that. You know, I I think we relate in in that need to to carve out something for ourselves, and you know, something be doing something in life that we really believe in and it's not just because uh you know of external factors that that influence us yeah. but also i i recognize that you know you also have this great appreciation and respect for what our our parents are trying to do even though we might not completely agree exactly with with, with it i i i very much respect you know everything my father has done for me you know um some people don't have parents who who care that much to right. to you know give your kids a a a good and um uh purposeful path and invest in them provide the resources to to do that right. um but i think you know we were discussing the um kind of mind space of of an immigrant family right like for our our parents are first generation immigrants yeah yep. um and they they come from a background where, um, you know, they 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 had to do things to survive. Yeah, they had to make sure they had money for rent, for food, and you know they may have come from difficult regions of the world politically. Yeah. Um, and so you know their their vision for a happy, successful life is uh, one where you're able to provide your, for yourself in in a stable and consistent way, right? So yeah. that's why, you know, immigrant parents really value like careers like law, uh, you know, healthcare, um, and and you know, engineering, STEM, things like that, right? Yeah. Because um, they really just want us to 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 have a healthy and successful life. And that's their version of it. 
Um, but us as second generation growing up here, you know, a lot of our struggles are not with the base necessities uh, of survival, right? I don't know about you. I never no, really have sure. to worry about that. And our struggle tends to be more spiritual, uh, finding purpose, for fulfillment in life. Yeah, it's more mentally mentally driven for sure. It's um, back then it was, there was more of a charming simplicity to it, right? It's kind of like, this is my job. This is what... I need to do and that's it. Um, but that's also how society conditioned it for them, right? In fairness to us, like <laughs> you could work at a grocery store and own a house. You know what I mean? Like exactly back then. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's a give and take, right? It's not like we have that nowadays where it's like, hey, if I work at uh, you know, my local grocery store, I'm able to, you know, buy an apartment in Toronto. Um, then I could understand me being that free spirited. Oh, but I still yeah. want to do more and whatever. You true, know, what I mean? it's, very like, true, yeah. it's like, no, it's like that, that relentless ambition is because I understand how uh, excruciatingly hard it is to acquire such uh, luxuries in life. But no, I understand completely everything you're saying, man. And that's why we, we resonated. Um, you know, we, we both come from uh, similar backgrounds and I just enjoyed the tenacity that you uh, possessed, you know what I mean? That mentality. Um, again, you find it in a lot of people, especially yeah. our generation, because everybody wants to believe they're that entrepreneur, that self-starter. But you start to talk to individuals again, like Tyler Seller, like yourself, and you start to see like, no, these are these are the people that are like-minded. These are the people that are actually like showing up, doing the work, putting in the hours. And those are the people I have the most respect for because for the longest time growing up in a small suburb just outside Toronto, you know, I've come across a lot of people, man, <laughs> a lot of creative individuals that wanted to be in my situation, filmmakers, entrepreneurs, always tried to connect to them, always tried to collab with them, all fell through. And the reason being is I like to always say like a lot of people want to feel like they know they they have their hands on the dream, but they don't actually own it. You know what I mean? And it's two different things. Um, so that's why I strongly believe I'm a firm believer of showing up, doing the work. That's the hardest part. Everything else will follow, yeah. but showing up is the hardest part. And that's what we're yeah. doing here today. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, thanks again. Credit to you uh, for coming on the podcast. Um, this is a, an amazing conversation. Um, and also credit to you for for being involved, contributing your talents to starting your own podcast. I want to know now from you, like what challenges have you experienced in developing that podcast and reaching your audience? Yeah. Um, so uh, I think the first challenge was, you know, setting up how we wanted to wanted the the podcast to look and right. sound. Okay. So all everything production wise, mm -hmm. you know, starting it out. Um, I starting out the podcast. It was me and my my good friend James. He helped right. me through, uh, you know, a lot of uh that that difficult time I went through in my in my nice. transition. Okay. Um. And, uh, you know, he uh, originally had a clothing brand called Kill Your Pride. Um, oh, okay. And he's been working on that for, you know, uh, you know, ever since he was in, in college, um, you know, for many years, for maybe four years or something. Um, and then his, you know, the amount of time he invested in, in doing creative stuff kind of declined and he was kind of moving into like that adult life, focusing more on his full-time corporate job, you know, and 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 his relationship and kind of like almost giving up on the creative path, like just accepting, of course. you know, adulthood, uh, basically accepting the, the mainstream kind of, um, you know, guidance. Like, yeah, you have your fun in your 20s, you explore yourself, but uh, you're about to approach your 30s. So get a stable job, buckle down, and all that yeah um and then you know i came to him with with my kind of um revelation 
to 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 want to do it. And I I referenced Kill Your Pride as something uh, that inspired me. Um, okay, nice. His, his clothing brand, right? Because right, I saw right. him, you know, when we were in college, I was focused on studying and stuff, and I would see him post every day, you know, uh, fashion videos, and you know, so thoughtfully. Uh, you know, such thoughtfully designed um, uh, logos and and um, uh, design ideas. Um, and he, you know, he, he would just be so consistent. And that would inspire me, even though, um, you know, at that time, because it was so different from what I was pursuing, I would kind of look down upon it as well. It was right. kind of this, like, um, uh kind of mixed emotions towards it right Interesting. um i would think like you know because secretly i admired it and i wanted to be able to to be brave enough to express myself creatively like that mm -hmm. but i've always you know convinced myself that no i'm a serious academic <laughs> lawyer yeah, guy. yeah i'm you know i have to that's true I you're coming to... back coming from that background right it's not like right. a spontaneous creative yeah yeah so i would kind of poo poo on it sometimes in my head like you know oh but i go to a, you know this elite school i'm you know i'm going to elite um profession you know you guys are all just artists whatever um and you know um when when i had my own realization i realized how um blind I was and how ignorant I was and oh, how interesting. um yeah. you know how 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 twisted my perspective was on on other people like how you know um dismissive I was of of other people's passions and and judgmental and you know all the all these things so right? you're saying this was all predicated because of the background that was instilled like the yeah. academic academic um inclination you had that yeah. was pressed upon by your parents wow because because everyone you know in in the circles i grew up with you know i you, you know in these circles of people pursuing similar things and right higher academia you see it, it's in the culture like you you go to I, I went to mcgill and you know there would always be this feeling like we would make fun of people who go to Concordia, whatever, all you guys can right. get in, da, 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 you know, oh, I'm, I'm going, uh, what did you do this summer? Oh, I had an internship with Goldman Sachs, you know, it was, it, it was like the Kool-Aid, right? Of course. Um, and I was very deep into the Kool-Aid. <laughs> like, I was going to say, you were drinking that Kool-Aid. Yeah, I was drinking that shit. I was You were judging other stands. people, but deep down yeah. you were kind of like, yo, I'm not doing anything that spectacular myself, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, when when push came to shove, I realized that, you know, my enthusiasm for all this is predicated on things that are, you know, that wasn't me. You know, everything I was doing up to that point was either from external influence from my parents, um, from from my peers at school, from you know the university education, you know, um, and and it's not what I actually wanted to do. What I actually wanted to do, what I've always loved, mm -hmm. is meeting new people and and nice. spending and 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 having time, getting to know them, getting to know people um, beyond just all the surface level stuff you know um i've always been interested in that i've always been you know spent a lot of my time thinking about um socializing and friends right um and you know when i when i talked to james about all this 
you know, I remember that that talk in the car. Um, you know, I, I called him up. I was having a really difficult time. That was um, the day before I think I decided to to, you know, let my parents know and everything. And I would say that was when the idea for the podcast came up. And wow. Um, you know, he was inspired for, from, for me, you know, because I shared a lot of these, these things I've always kept to myself. Um, and, and, you know, he, he really related and, and resonated with a lot of the stuff that um, I, I was saying, because that's what he originally intended through, you know, kill your pride as, as a, as a clothing brand. And so now from there, we decided to make it a podcast, uh, right. And at first we were doing it on, on our iPhone, um, no mics, no headphones. We were just yelling into an iPhone <laughs> and, and filming it. I, I believe that. Cause when I first started my podcast, it was me and my boy and literally we were trying to do Joe Rogan, like spontaneously. Like, yeah. Like everyone was like trees kind of are shaped funny. You know what I mean? But we realized there's no direction to it. You know what I mean? And, and also we're, you know, we're self-aware. We're not like celebrities and we're not anyone. Yeah. We don't have a huge following. So yeah. you forget what Joe Rogan's podcast, all the people he brings on, like, there's actually a built-in audience. So like yeah. they'll be happy to listen to even me. Like I'm guilty. Yeah. Of like I, I love when they talk about aliens, but us, it's just two schmucks. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like no one wants to hear your opinions anyway. <laughs> but yeah, like similar, similar notions for sure. Yeah. I, I think it all always starts out something similar to, yeah. to that scene, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yelling into an iPhone. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we, we tried to do it that way, but, um like for the first episode we recorded two hours and then spent wow. a week editing down that down to like 40 minutes um and you know that was the best we could do right of course. um but we had this really close friend um danny uh, okay. who's a full-time photographer videographer you know he also works for uh co-owns a suit shop and basically he he does this type of stuff for a living right okay. you know he shoots for for local businesses corporate gigs um uh corporate events and stuff and so basically his his studio apartment is like a full recording studio like he has mics he has hmm, lighting and and everything okay um and he was a close friend uh of james um and you know uh naturally when we do anything at least naturally whenever james did anything creative he would always seek danny for for advice right nice um so same thing with this uh uh that led to to me being introduced to danny um and i knew him by name uh you know we went to the same college um so i knew him by name uh but when i saw you know um how 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 danny responded to to you know what we were trying to do and right. seeing his interest and his enthusiasm for for helping us uh giving us suggestions for uh the equipment we need um you know advice on on the podcast um you know danny was kind of just just the advisor at that point right um but i knew i needed to have him on the team so you know, we we wind and dined him a couple times. You know, maybe you know he, Danny always says like you had me at hello, yeah, type thing. But that's lovely. You know, when when we when we brought Danny onto the team, that's when you know it, it kind of really started to happen, right? Because nice. he he's very meticulous. He reminds me a little bit about uh, of you actually. You oh, know, sick. See, 
seeing seeing the care and preparation you put into to setting up for this podcast uh, he's he's kind of the same way right uh, a true perfectionist like you know a uh, patient teacher and you know from there we had our production process um kind of uh, starting to get built out there um and then eventually we were able to you know have a great process for being able to record maybe um a seven to to seven to nine episodes every trip I I take to Montreal. Uh, we have a process for editing and and banking episodes, so we're able to uh, release every week. Um, right. and you know we've we've launched and been been putting episodes out every week. Uh, since since Christmas. Right. Um, and and you know I I think initially that was the biggest challenge starting it up. Um, another huge area was actually learning the podcasting skill. Um, right. The art of conversation, you mean? Yes. Our art of conversation and art of conversation um, with the camera and audience in mind. Right. Cause, right. Because, yeah, you know, like, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like provide like, yeah, having that acknowledgement that there's an actual um, viewership. Yeah. Right. Instead of it's just two people talking. Yeah exactly and also mannerisms are like the the mannerisms of yeah. how you camera conversate. loves expressions man it's very complimentary uh, exactly <laughs> i would know mic. yeah <laughs> yeah so you know because i i came completely cold i've never recorded myself i've never done any type of you know media endeavor right uh, so i was just talking on the pod like i would at a party you know <laughs> in, in a social yeah, setting. yeah 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 like when you first and, started kind of thing when I first started, yeah. yeah, and I realized, you know, uh, the James and Danny both had some experience before. You know, James would make YouTube videos. Danny's been right. on many, many podcasts, so yeah. they already kind of had the um, the technique to speak on 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 a mic, uh, more or less down, right? Right. But if you look at the early episodes, it's just Kevin fucking interjecting, yeah. Yeah. jumping yeah. over everybody, like knocking the mic back and forth, yelling on yeah, the yeah, mic, yeah, yeah. Um, taking the conversation to a completely different tangent, completely not active listening. Um, so, you know, that, that that was the toughest, I you know, toughest challenge for me personally on the pod. Okay. Um, and I'm sure that was a challenge for the pod as a whole because you know danny had to to coach me james you know they had to be patient uh, of course but, but you know that's why i cringe uh when i rewatch the the early episodes um but now i feel like you know with with danny and and james's support and uh just kind of practicing over and over again you know i think we've done uh close to 30 episodes now um okay not all of them are going to end up going up uh, as some don't meet our qualities anymore. Okay. Um, but uh, after all that practice, you know, I've, I've learned so much about, uh, you know, conversating in, 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 in this kind of format. And also I, I learned so much about myself. I realized I had so many tendencies that I wasn't uh, aware of, like, um, uh, yeah, and and you know it was it, it, it it's been really cool to kind of see myself grow uh, on the pod. 
Yeah, I love it, man. I love I love everything you're saying about this podcast venture. It's exactly the reason why I ask is because I'm curious to know if you have um, just a similar experience um, in terms of developing the podcast and the challenges. I love that yeah. you said that it's an art form um, because a lot of people that don't respect that it's an art form uh, tend to not uh, do well um, in the podcast uh, platform. And the reason being is because you have to respect that it's it's an art form um, between two individuals um, with the acknowledgement that there's an audience. And this is why I send you pure, perfectly curated questions, not only to compliment you as a guest to, to show that I um, am aware of you, <laughs> you know what I mean, and your accomplishments, but also to show to the audience that this is a structured um structured podcast in the sense that it's here to provide value, right? Um, yeah. there, there, there's like a purpose behind it. Um, we like to keep it uh, free ranging, right? There's no yeah. structure in the sense that it's like answer the question, but it's more like the questions I told you is like an overview. It's kind of like yeah. to, to, to give it some sort of narrative. Um, no, it was very helpful. Yeah, uh, I was yeah, going exactly. over it and I could get a sense of, uh, of the type of conversation was going to be. And for sure, I really appreciate like, you know, um, at least I, I felt like it was pretty tailored, right? You would do research on, on, you know, some of the stuff I was doing. And of course, um, yeah. a lot of the, those points were, were uh, very relevant to, to, you know, a lot of what I'm doing right now. And so I appreciate that. Um, I wanted to ask you. Yeah, for you, sure. You, you know, when you first started out the podcast, um, was it was it already this format, or is this kind of something you you uh, refined as you went on? Uh, definitely, yeah, it was a process of refining. Um, and what I mean by that is, when I first started the podcast, the intention was strictly just get it out there. You know, have audio format. Um, it was very intimidating uh, for many years uh, because I was saying to myself, "Do I need?" Um, you know, financially invested in this project, kind of like uh, the, buy the equipment, buy the materials I need, the resources um, to give it like that professional polished look. And I think it was Gary Vee that I came across one of his uh, posts and he said something like, you know, you could start a podcast as easy as, um, you know, recording your conversation and then uh, putting it out there, right? So I thought I needed all these fancy tools that Joe Rogan uses, right? Like the thousand dollar mics and things like that. And then I think when the pandemic hit, um, I realized, um it was more of an opportunity. Um, it was more effective to, it, it was more, uh, yeah, it was more effective to do so when basically Zoom came about, right? Um, so when Zoom came out, uh, they basically had this conversation. Everyone knows it, right? For business meetings, um, you could virtually have a conversation with someone. The benefit of Zoom is that I was able to record the conversation as we're doing now, and it was cutting um, the dialogue for me. Right. So it was appearing as if there's multi-camera um, and then the viewer could enjoy both faces uh, of, of the uh, conversationalist. Right. So I basically what I'm trying to get at is develop the podcast step by step by starting off with just the audio version and then branching off into the Zoom version. And now I'm looking into other platforms, actually, uh, that can enhance the video quality because that's something I'm trying to uh, mm -hmm. excel at. And yeah, it's just been a learning process, man. It's been a grind kind of like with uh, Kill yeah. Your Pride. Um, we've all can approach it differently, right? Like you guys have more of an in-studio experience, but um, the benefit of having a virtual podcast is I'm able to have the accessibility of guests, right? Uh, the convenience of, hey, uh, Kevin lives, you know what I mean, 45 minutes away from me, but he can hop on the podcast. I don't have to like say, you know, kill uh, three hours out of your day, come, come over to my house, you know, do this, do that. So a lot of people have been pushing me that way. Like you should do a studio experience. You should do this. I'm like, listen, I'm not there yet. I'm not, I don't have the following. I really don't yeah. have the money or the resources. So 
right now we're going to make do. And I think it's a testament to, to my character. Like a lot of people get caught up in the idea of, I got to have it done a certain way. I remember yeah. a, a friend of mine where we were developing a pod. We were in the um, process of developing a podcast, the inception process years ago. And he was like, so adamant on like a specific mic to use. Right. And it's like, listen, like, uh, when I look back, there was no need to have a specific mic and the technology and they were going to edit it in uh, like, uh, sorry, Adobe Audition. And think about that, man, like all that time wasted. And it's like 100 and I don't know, I think 40 podcasts I have now, maybe 50 later. And it's like, you know, all that time could have been uh, all that time and energy could have been applied to, um, you know, actually doing the podcast and thinking about the logistics of it. Right. So um yeah man it's definitely a refined process um i keep going i keep improving um yeah. and that's what i would say about any art form right is, is you have to have that same uh concept yeah i you know that's something i admire about uh you, you know um about your character right it seems right. like you're very much uh um a doer right rather yes. than than someone who overthinks it right because i feel like a lot of people starting out a new new venture uh sometimes there can be paralysis by analysis right yes like you're, you're trying to plan it to be perfect to match you know uh how the pros are doing it you know you read all your your <laughs> your podcast books and watched all the videos and now you know after i can't start unless i have this yeah you know, this like they have the perfect guest yeah. and all that shit yeah i know man yeah and um yeah, that that's the biggest thing I, I I learned. You know, now working with more creative uh, people, um, you just gotta do it because yeah, you, you can't plan for perfection. Uh, something's always gonna go wrong. To this day, every time we record, there's some type of fuckery. You know, <laughs> like you know, cameras, yeah. <laughs> one of the cameras failing, the audio not being. <laughs> correct uh, the file getting corrupted you just have to adapt man and you know i i'm just very very grateful for having um having the team i have uh in danny and and james um you know uh they're 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 so adaptable like right. you know even though there's something that goes wrong every time um our our response isn't to kind of get discouraged is just to think of a solution as to, as quick if we have to duct tape the thing to to the stand or uh, hang a, a a camera off the wall we'll 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 make it work and you know that just um that's my favorite part of it it's it's just coming kind of over overcoming these challenges and you know I think that's where the fun is rather than um chasing some type of result uh, you know. 10 million subscribers or uh, x number of views or whatever um and that's been my favorite part of um pursuing this type of creative passions right um because i come from that background of academia where everything i did was just for a result you right know, uh, the reason why i was <laughs> even touching a book was not to learn the contents of the book was to get a you know, 90% grade or, or above. And that's crazy, class, right? That's, that's the mentality I've had yeah. the, the whole time. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying everybody in academia is like, like me, I really hope they're not. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, everyone has and, the same fucking attitude. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, I don't tease it. Yeah. yeah there, there's, there's people who, you know, um, are, are in that field because that's where they, they should be. And they um, thrive. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we were talking about when we were having the drink and I'm happy that you were, um, 
you know, uh, self-aware enough, you know, mature enough to, to realize that it's like, there are individuals like us that clearly have a path, but we have a, a vision for ourselves and, you know, um, are fortunate enough to be talented um, and that we can pursue it. And then there are those that genuinely thrive in, in an office yeah. environment or uh, in a structured lifestyle. I have people like my sister, you know, she, yeah. you know, um, unapologetically tells, tells me like, I'd like to be in an yeah. office. I like working the nine to five. I can't have sporadic, like she doesn't like what I do, right. Where it's like different clients and there's hiccups here and hiccups there. And like, I don't know if I'm getting paid and some days I am and whatever. For me, I like it. It keeps me on edge. It keeps me, it keeps like, um uh, yeah, yeah for me i need this type of kind of constant uh constant um adversity adversity yeah changing uh variety um otherwise you know um if if a thing is too structured and kind of um uh the same thing every day scheduled 9 a.m you do this 10 a.m you do that i i very much easily get you know um lose interest exactly you, you know what i mean like um i very much need uh variety in my in my work life and in my personal life and you know um that's why i i don't promote you know just you know uh, because from my story it's centered on this kind of moving away from like the the uh stable you know uh corporate academia path to, to right. being creative but it, it's not that i'm here to promote everybody should be a creative or everybody yeah. should should uh you know uh do something uh for themselves um my thing is everybody should be doing what you know everybody should be doing what works for them what yes. feels the most comfortable for for them that brings them uh, the most fulfillment i always say that it brings them the most fulfillment you're happy to be working at it because yeah. no matter what you do it's going to be work it's going to be hard there's going to be challenges yeah. there's going to be problems so the the least you can do to make it easier for yourself is pick something that you know you don't have to fight yourself every day uh just to get yourself to even start and and facing the problems associated with whatever field you're working to right, right? If, if you choose a field you're happy in at least you get to eliminate one problem um and and you know that's that's been the defining switch uh in, in the last year for 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 me just that one little switch has changed my entire perspective and my attitude towards uh, towards work um, and 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 pursuing something consistently, it just made it so much easier because I want to do it, and you know um, uh, that that makes it so much easier for me to to be there consistently and do the things that you know maybe is not the most exciting things, but because you have this ultimate uh, goal you want to achieve, you'll do them. Yeah, no, I completely understand, and uh, that's such a noble noble attitude right towards um pursuing the craft um whatever craft uh, you excel at right it's kind of like you have to always pick um what you most thrive at and not be delusional i always told you this about um your success yeah in whatever you pursue right it's like for me the only reason why i'm adamant on being a filmmaker an entrepreneur um you know developing this multimedia empire 94 productions is because i'm crazy enough to believe it could happen yeah. um i see the talent i see the progress um, and I see the feedback, right? Like people like yourself, I don't know you, you don't owe me anything. And you tell me I'm talented. So when yeah. I hear that, it's like, Hey, there's, there's a market. I just have to find it. I have to position it. I have to capitalize on it. So 
um, if I was a person that was kind of like fooling myself, you know, I was meant for the office. I was doing well. I was, I was making good money, but there was always that passion to be a filmmaker. Not to say like, why can't I pursue that? But that's when you start to say, Hey, maybe you should consider it more as a hobby than a career and not risk your whole life for it. Right. Because there are certain talents that we have and certain talents that we don't, you know? So like, I'm not that much of an athletic individual. So I would never in my life tell people, yeah, I'm going to make it to the NHL. (laughs) I enjoy hockey. I was fairly good at the sport but I'm never going to tell people, you know, this is all I want to do. Um, filmmaking was a calling for me. And um, like yourself, I'm so happy that we pursued this um, passion, you know, um, yeah. to, to, to follow our heart as no can one's going to do it for us. Yeah. Can I ask you if there yeah, was tell a, me, yeah. a director or, uh, or something like that, that, that really inspired you to, to get into film? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm happy you asked this question. Cause I'm always happy to answer it. Uh, my, uh, my hero, Quentin Tarantino. That's Quentin. Uh, let's go. Yeah, I had, a, yo, I, ha- I had a suspicion you were a Quentin dude. <laughs> yeah, and why is yeah. that? Wait, I think we talked about. I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, like yeah. what we'll, we'll, gave it away. <laughs> um, I, I, I just think like um, your vibe. I feel like you would really appreciate the type of dialogue, uh, you know, that he has in yes his films, right? Because I, I think that's a defining quality, uh, of his films, the dialogue. Like right. how he can make such um, um, menial conversations just in a coffee shop so fucking interesting. Like, you know, the scene just starts off two people co- talking in a coffee shop, but the way he he has the dialogue down, it's instantly captivating. Like, what is the you know what's what's in the case? What are they doing? Why are they here? Um, so yeah, sorry. No, no, I, I 100% uh, agree with everything you're saying. And I'm so happy that that was one of the attributes as to why I, Tarantino is considered <laughs> an idol. His dialogue, yes, uh, I take very much pride in that. That's why um, I take so much time uh, in eloquently writing these questions, um, having this podcast, um, conveying myself in an articulate manner. Um, I just find it uh, to be highly attractive um, in, in your way of uh, communicating. And his characters do it beautifully. So when you hear my dialogue in my short films or in um, eventually my feature films, you'll kind of see that I emulate that same concept. And Tarantino, yeah, the reason why I love him is, I'll give you again another breakdown. (laughs) Audience is probably loving this because they hear it all the time. Uh, Tarantino represents to me, you know, the rebel, the outsider, the guy that um, did it uh, without anybody helping him. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, he had help along the way, like, because people believed in his vision and supported him. But there was no such thing as a handout. There was no such thing as, you know, his uncle or daddy was in the film industry. This guy was broke. This guy was like started from the bottom, no, knew, no, knew no one. And for someone like myself, I highly identify with that because no one in my family is from film. No one I grew up with is in the film industry. All the connections I've made were purely out of my own volition um, and my own merit. So it's like I highly identify with him. And not only that, I identify with him and I aspire to be like him. Because his films um, and his name, I should say, have become a, a brand. When you hear his name, you immediately like have a flash of like yeah, his, the, style. the style, right? Yeah. When I mention other filmmakers to you, like Peyton Reed, you'd be like, what? Like, they're just for higher directors kind of thing, right? Not mm. no shame on them, you know? But that's what I really do aspire to. That's what I kind of um, revere is an individual that is uh, in his own, in his craft, in his elements, um, able to uh, conjure up this uh, story uh, yeah. from a mere imagination, you know? So 
everything I've done to this point is uh, based in those principles. You know what I mean? So yeah. like Tarantino, that's why he's my guy. And yeah. I hope to meet him one day. Tarantino also inspired me so much so that uh, 94 Productions, I don't know if you know this, it's the year I was born, uh, 1994, but it's the same year Pulp Fiction came out and made him who he is oh. today. Yeah, 1994. Yeah. So Pulp Fiction was released for those that don't know around the time of my birthday, September 24, 1994. Wow. And what's funny is I had a guest on the podcast say, gave me goosebumps, like, so how would you feel or what would you describe the experience if someone said, you know, in 30 years, like they were born in like 2020 when you started 94 production, you know what production. I mean? And yeah, it's that's like, crazy. They named it after that or, or like they were inspired to be a filmmaker because of you. I said, man, it would be honestly surreal. But for me to think that far ahead before I can do that, I'd like to ha share my story with Tarantino only because it's authentic and genuine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not for anything. I'm not trying to like, I genuinely like adore the man and, um, he represents again someone that didn't have to go to film school didn't have to be uh born into wealth and it's yeah. that typical story rags to riches but it's like this guy's on another level man he's the badass he's the guy that doesn't play yeah. by the rules you know what i mean yeah. he comes out with a movie and makes everybody it. loves yeah. him. you know what i mean yeah you know that like there's something about these kind of rebel or outcast misfit type characters that um everybody is is inspired by right exactly Even, you know that's that's kind of um you know i wanted to ask you that um because for me ever since i i i i started actually pursuing this you know you kind of have to go against the grain a lot right like right you know, uh, even though all my friends are are very supportive of of what I've I've been doing, um, but starting out, um, you know, it's just a lot of people are are not uh, pursuing the same thing, right? A lot of people are going the more structured route, and and you know, so um, you know, not every like I I, I find people. Um, see what i'm doing and maybe don't always understand it you know there there's 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 moments i don't know how to describe it but there's moments where i feel like um you know maybe i should just calm down and and fit in and go with the flow right right because, yeah i know, know what that feeling yeah. yeah so now that i'm actually pursuing it um even though everybody does does give you your flowers and, and respect when they actually see yeah. kind of the the work coming out the and hustle, yeah. it, it, it's looking good and you know it connects but starting out no no one really told me like yeah you should go for it everyone around me was still kind of like yeah that's that's very risky you know maybe you should just you know calm down and 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 go the stable route so i guess what i'm trying to say is like even though everybody um, is inspired by or or um, you know uh, admires the the hero who goes uh, and, and goes against the grain and is a bit of a rebel, um, those people who actually go through that process face a lot of difficulties. You know, 100%. With, you know, f face a lot of difficulties, the pressure, the expectations to conform, and yep. you know, the people who make it, like Quentin, are the ones who. Uh, are able to to stay consistent and kind of stay true to their path uh, for many 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 years until they become the hero because I'm sure Quentin was dismissed you know his earlier work yeah. yeah all his script like his first three scripts true romance natural born killers um I don't think reservoir dogs he got to that point because he got the message they 
you know, rejected him. They told him like, we don't understand this material. And he said, it's okay. I'll make it myself. Yeah. Um, and that's what I always try to tell my friends, my peers, colleagues, um, my family <laughs> is that, uh, you're nobody until you're somebody, right? Like you have to understand is that until you make that first breakthrough, that first project, especially the position I'm in, yeah. I have to eat shit. <laughs> I know I do. Exactly. And I'm dealing it with it right now, right before the podcast. You know, I, you asked me how my day was. I told you I got to deal with this idiot, that idiot. <laughs> The, the the reality is, man, is that as we get older, as we more as we become more established, <laughs> this, as we more become more established in this career, we understand that like you have more pull. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they have their own problems, but like the amount of shit they went through before becoming who they were was yeah. nothing compared to now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they went through a lot, a lot of garbage, but yeah. That's what it is, right? But I think it comes back to um, doing it for uh, sincere intentions. You know what I mean? Tarantino, at the end of the day, just wanted to be a f filmmaker, excuse me. And he just wanted to um, showcase his talents, his storytelling telling abilities, and captivate an audience. He didn't want to do it for the vanity and the exactly, attention and, yeah. and the glory. Now, those are perks. I call them perks because, hey, like, nothing wrong with, you know, saying I want to be uh, just as ambitious. I want to have the uh, reap those rewards because I want to do better, not only for myself or my family, generational wealth, things like that. But at the same time, you know, um, I'm still a kid uh, since I was like five years old. I go back to that where I want to make movies. Um, I want to tell my stories just as much as he does um, because I truly love the medium, you know, mm -hmm. and I realize is that pursuing your path, uh, pursuing your dreams, um, takes a toll um and it, it pays it pays a lot yeah. um not only for yourself but i'm saying it's sorry it's it's highly demanding you know what i mean it, there's a cost to it and uh, some people aren't willing to pay that cost i remember like working for an entrepreneur that said that i can't remember his name but when you chase your dreams people think it's all like fulfilling and satisfying consistently oh, like, 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 euphoria yeah. no but like you're in euphoria right like yeah. oh my god like you you're working at walmart i'm chasing my dreams i was like yeah <laughs> And you, know, you don't realize is that there's a cost. You lose people. I've lost yeah. people. I've lost relationships. Um, I've had people look at me strangely. And it's put me in bad situations. But does it affect you know me pursuing this passion? No, because like you yeah. said, the way human nature works, when you get there, those same people most likely will come back around. It's very yeah. strange. Because I've witnessed, I, I've got a taste of it a little bit um, so far, and I'm not even where I need to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, we're talking at a very early level, uh, you know, in regards to this, but it, it, it's, I, I think it's just, um, yeah, I, I don't think the people mean any harm from that. It's just that um, it's like the, it's like the probability, right? Because right. we're talking about, we're, we're talking about Quentin and stuff, right? But the reality is there's a lot of people who do pursue this path and um, maybe not for, for, maybe they don't have something uh, that Quentin has, like that true. Uh, yeah, that 1%, that, that, that spark. Yeah. Growing, right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I would say the majority of people don't have that, um, you know, it, 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 it's something very elusive to, to just, keep going even though things are you know are, are are not going well right and yeah keep keep over overcoming the the setbacks and and hurdles you have to really love something you have to have a real you know strong um intention towards it to to keep that up so um especially with the creative fields so many people um aren't able to 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 carry that consistency and and fail right and so um I think it's understandable that a lot of other people, you know, when when they hear uh, 
kind of people going all in on 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 something that's risky like that they kind of uh, assume the the most likely outcome right um and you know there's there's no way around it like before you before you're the guy and you know when you're when you're working towards it when you're a nobody it, you, it it's just a reality you just have to, to yeah. do that for uh multiple years 10 years and you know um success doesn't you know those overnight successes is a accumulation of like 10 years of work and then right. you know after 10 years it seems like you blow up overnight but it's all that experience that those failures that 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 got you there right and so it's easy to see someone you know who's like i don't know who's like busking on, on the streets uh playing guitar or you know doing small bar <laughs> shows and be like yeah oh you know uh, that's that's this know, guy's gonna make it one i know what you mean i think it's very hard to to say that right yeah. I, i'm i'm guilty of it. like don't get me wrong i'm not the kind of guy where it's like yeah you should believe in everybody and everybody has a talent and whatever like i yeah. get it like there are some people that just don't make it and i'm very fearful of that myself right it's like as much as i have the hard work uh the ethics um you know the, the the discipline the motivation to do it and i inspire people like yourself um the reality is the market decides you know what i mean it's like um that's the one percent that's why it's so elusive uh fame and and um the pinnacle success in general, like success right? yeah, yeah success in general but sorry i meant like being the alpha you know what i mean being like the top of the top um tarantino knows that and he even said it i believe in interviews where it's like yeah. he's aware that uh things could go gone wrong a long time ago you know what i mean things could just not connect uh harvey weinstein he uh credits to you know getting him to where he uh was like that's what i mean by like think about that right tarantino he was very um you know self-confident um and had the conviction to basically say like no one's going to tell me how to um convey my vision yeah. and the reality is is everyone knows this like unless he had the funding um you know what i mean unless he had the, the resources like and the connections he would only be that guy making like indie low budget films with his vision you know what i mean like he would only go so far eventually he would even pack it up and he knows that right. like he said eventually i would probably just entertain i don't want to entertain the thought sorry he goes i just would be running a video store and that was back then now now we know what right. happened to video stores right so it's like you have to have that self-awareness that it could go either or right pendulum swings both ways my conviction is like if you don't go for it you never know you know what i mean exactly. it's like yeah now i've come this far it's like holy shit this is the time to give up i don't think so it's like let's go let's fucking go harder let's go at it you know what i mean and we're at that age man you're 27 i'm 28 people wrap it up believe I feel it or not. the window people, yeah i feel the window people Whoa. wrap it up and i know that feeling too because i've been also having contemplations like yo like you know is this really worth it like you know i i just i feel like i'm in one place all the time and then I say to myself, you know what? It's a process. It's a marathon. The important thing is that you keep going at the craft day in and day out. Maybe it's not always the same energy, but what matters is you're staying consistent. And that's bigger than the person that says, I'll do it in five days. I'll do it in five months or five years, right? So it's like, that's what I kind of tell myself to keep myself motivated, fully aware that anything can happen, whether it's successful or failure, you know what I mean? Um, but that's what I think excites me, man, about this craft. Would you agree? Like the no formula, I call it? A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, um, I think that the perspective you're talking about here is very process-oriented, right? Yes, rather, you're telling me about rather this. Than, rather yeah. than results-oriented. Process-oriented is kind of just like, um, you know, the the enjoyment is in doing all the stuff 
um, doing all the work, going through all the problems, overcoming the challenges. That's where the enjoyment and value is rather than, you know, the result. Uh, you know, everybody thinks like uh, the Lambos, the fame, the money, that's where the enjoyment is. But no, it's it, it's this. And I, I think um, what you said is very, very, very true, right? It's about doing things with the right intentions. And I, I'm just in a mind space where, you know, I believe people who, who have true and clear intentions on, on what they're doing um, are, are, you know, are bound to find some type of success, right? Because right. if you have that, it's just more likely you're going to be consistent and fight for, for, for the things you're doing, right? And I wanted to ask you, yeah, sure. um, how, how many years have you been doing this? You, you, it's been a while, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. People ask me all the time and it, uh, answer is not as definitive, but, um, I can basically, yeah, give you a short answer. Essentially I've been doing the last five years steady. Um, Oof. I technically, yeah, I, I've been doing it though. Um, in spirit, <laughs> I should say, uh, since I was like about 17, 18 years old. Um, mm. so that's when I was just writing screenplays. Um, nothing crazy. It's just, um, these feature film projects I was telling you about, like I wrote uh, four of them in the past, like um, eight years, 10 years, and essentially they're passion projects, right? So I've been working on that. But in the last five years, that's when I started picking up a camera and saying, like, I want to be a director, right? And then in the last three years, um, I started 94 Productions. Um, so like more of a established, like formal uh, venture. And yeah, man, it, it's been, it's been quite a journey. I have to say, I, I, I'm, I've been having a good run. I can't complain. Um, that's interesting though, because you know, you know how you hear with small businesses and, or business in general, right? It says it takes time to, to build something meaningful and whatever. And for some reason, I feel like I've been doing it my whole life, but in reality, <laughs> I've only been doing it three to five, you know what I mean? Yeah. Three to five years. So it's like, what am I complaining about sometimes? Right. Like sometimes I'm like, Oh, like I didn't get that client or like, uh, you know, I, I should have got paid more for this. And it's yeah. like, buddy, like chill. Like there's been videographers or directors, I should say that have been doing it for 20 years. You know what I mean? Um, so I think I have a different like vision though. I always say, um, it's a little bit wishful where it's like, you know, I wanted to be that hip young director. I think I was telling you about this, like the Drake of film, the Drake um, of film. you know what I mean? No. Cause it's like, the way I look at it, it's like actors have this like, you know, sex appeal to them. They make it look like attractive. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like a, a sexy quality to be an actor, let's say. Right. And directing, there's no sex it's appeal. Not to seen it. in the same yeah, way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, man? It's like. They don't get the rock star treatment. They don't get the rock star yeah. treatment. And then again, I love Tarantino because he's the one that's came closest to that. Now, yeah. Tarantino, some would argue it's not like, imagine what I'm saying is if he was like a DiCaprio. Right. But he had yeah. like his genius, you know um so what i'm trying to get at is like i just always aspired um to do that um to achieve that for toronto you know what i mean like be this like rock star director yeah. uh who represented toronto um in his personal life and professionally right with his stories so um still young still possible <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm just gonna keep at it but this is what i mean by no formula man like anything can really just turn around like yeah. the, the content i put out you never know if someone could just watch yeah, it and you be like, yo, keep going. Right. Mm -hmm. If you could like the thing I was the I showed you about Nima, right? Like that short film, amazing, like feedback. Right. I did that back yeah. in October. Um, that was on a thousand. That was a legit. I, I watched it. That yeah. Was legit. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Thank you, sir. Thank you. It was on a thousand dollar budget. And the reason yeah. why I say the budget part is because imagine if I did have like a million, five million, ten million dollar budget, like an independent, independent director, film director for a feature film, like how would my films look? You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
I look to that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I use it as a benchmark, a reference point. It's like if these guys like this, trust me. Imagine it when when they see my features. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm excited so, for that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, Daniel. The biggest thing, um, you know, I I admire about you is you still have this level of enthusiasm and and drive five years down, uh, you know, down the path. Right. Right. Um, you know, I'm sure you've gone through a lot of ups and downs uh, or, over the five years and kind of wanted to ask you if you had any tips because, you know, I'm in my first year in, in this type of endeavor and uh, I'm very motivated, very, very much in like the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Uh, but I want to, I'm sure, you know, there, there's, there's challenges ahead. There's, uh, there's setbacks. Things to be ahead. weary of. Yeah. Yeah. So any tips for, for kind of keeping that that consistency throughout the the trials and and tribulations uh yeah 100 percent, man um i just would always um remind yourself of like why you started um like why you're in the path uh this is why i ask my guests all the time like you know why did you become an actress or why why did you become a film director um it's because i'm curious for myself you know what i mean like why are you chasing this thing is it because of the vanity is it because you took an art class and you're like hey i want to be an artist do you know what I mean? Like there's some people that genuinely have those answers, which is fine. Just, is it that much of a drive? Is it going to push you when you're really like beat on your luck? Because I've been through it. And I think I've shared some stories to you where it's like, it's made me question, like, do I really want this? Like it, it got that bad. Uh, it was affecting my mental health, my family life. And the reminder that why I started, right. The legacy, you know what I mean? um the 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 recognition the story the the idea that i could be paid uh for what i love to do right like all these things um that's my why you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. i've always wanted this since i was a kid before you know what i mean all the um trials and tribulations that life had to offer so i always mm -hmm. go back to that right it's like you know when you're a kid life is simplistic um you know there's there's not much worry there's no politics you're not dealing with egos and that's what I tell myself. It's like, I'm not doing this because it's like, I'm looking for a quick buck or like, Oh, there's a lot of money to be had in this. I'm doing this because I want to make that little, that little Daniel, you know, that five-year-old kid uh, understand that it is possible. Right. And you saw that in my NEMA video, right? It's like, those were my words that I wrote. It's like, yeah. To remind yourself, like the conviction within ourselves to do something that's greater than who, who we are, right. Bigger than who we are. I believe in those words. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, that's what pushes me every day. It's like, I could be something that no one was saw coming, you know, a kid from Vaughn, Toronto, whatever. And um, that knew no one in the business and just yeah. seeing their faces and like, just like doing it and making it happen. Right. But aside from all that, for me, it always comes back to the core of, I just love telling stories. I really do. As I get older, yes, it becomes more challenging. You realize that it's real life. You can't just write a script, submit it, make a movie. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of negotiations and yeah. networking tactics. But at its core, it's really about, can you tell a badass, compelling story? You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what I go after, man. So I would recommend to anyone, including yourself, whether it's podcasting, whether it's a clothing brand, whether it's uh, sales, you know what I mean? Always go back to like, why is it that the I'm why? doing this? You know what I mean? The why. Um, yeah. Sometimes it is about money. Um, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. You got to pay the bills. Yeah. Remind yourself, hey. Yeah. Like if I want to live in the city of Toronto, one of the greatest cities in the world, I got to pay the, I got to do this job so I can pay the bills or word it like this. I got to do this job so it can fuel my dreams. Right. That's something that's the yeah. vendor I'm in. I'm telling you, right. It's like, I got a lot of expenses, whether it's licensing fees, uh, equipment costs, uh, running this business. 
I need clients. I need money. Some clients it's like, Oh, like the work, is it something that I really want to do? Or do I yeah. really want to go off and do features? Yes, of course. Yeah. But it's like, I still need money to come through. You know what I mean? So that's the logic I kind of play on myself. It's like, I'm going to take the money. You know what I mean? I'm going to take the money, but I'm going to take the experience and the value that comes with it. Don't just like base it off of something as simplistic as it's just the money, right? It's it's always like, what else is it providing you with, right? Yeah. So back to, I just want to touch on this point. Sales, <laughs> very interesting enough. Sales, I did it for six years and I told you, I'm like, yeah, I'm done with sales. And I <laughs> truthfully, yes, I, I won't go back because I just can't, <laughs> especially like all, all that I've discovered with my skill sets. However, sales got me to this point got me to this point where I'm able to have a conversation. I'm able to articulate my thoughts. I'm able to convey a meaningful conversation. Why? Because sales is all about people. Sales is all about connecting with people and having a dialogue. And those six years shaped me, defined me to become and, and get to this point. So as much as I hated those years where it was like, oh my God, I didn't get the commission or this guy was an asshole to me or this client, you know, whatever. I owe and credit a lot of those uh, experiences to the person I am today. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I have no regrets with that. It's like that shaped me, that defined me, that built me a thick skin. Yeah. You know, it taught me rejection. It taught me like, you're not always going to get the yes, but when you do, you capitalize on it, you go double down, right? Cause then you want the commission. So I just owe a lot to, to my experiences like that. So always find the why, always find the reason and always identify what your purpose is. Yeah, that's very well said. That That's so true, right? Like when when the challenges come and you know they're overwhelming yeah it, it all comes down to the why you're doing this right like that that's you know the core behind why a boxer gets up in the 12th round you know getting the shit beaten out of him why he's he still gets up right yeah um and i i don't think there's a right answer for you know, having the right why question. I don't think there's a right or wrong. It just has to be something that's strong enough for you to keep on going, right? Yeah. And for me, in in my last path of of trying to pursue law school, um, my why was not strong enough. Like when shit hit the fan, when the rubber met the road, like I I tried to look deep, dig deep for that that, that inspiration uh, to keep going forward, and my why was not strong enough. Right. right? I, I, you know, maybe at, at one point it was, but um, when I needed it to to overcome uh, the challenges that were ahead of me, it wasn't enough. And, you know, that's what made me question and kind of reflect on what is uh, the, the path for me then, right? Um, so now I think I, I found it, but I think, you know, that's the, those are very wise words. Um, Thank you, man. You know, it, it, especially in this day and age where um, social media is so powerful, right? It's so easily influencing. Uh, it's so easily to be influenced by, by, by something that's uh, nice and shiny, right? Like you see right. these lifestyles of uh, these YouTubers and hype houses, yeah. you, you know, they, it looks amazing, right? You're <laughs> 19 years around, old. It's like, what are you doing? Your life? Yeah. <laughs> Driving, driving a Lambo, TikTok you know, influence, yeah. um, and then everybody starts wanting to do it, right? Yeah, but yeah. Um, I think if I could, could you know, um, speak to to some of these people uh, going into these endeavors, um, you know, just just ask yourself if you're doing it for the right reasons, because I I think that's so important, right? Because if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, not only uh, might it be more difficult to carry on through through challenges right uh, 
But even if you're successful, if you've done it for the wrong reasons and, and you get the success, um, you know, life is not that great if, if you've done it all just for the money and the fame, you know, because you hear a lot of stories when people reach there, they have all types of um, problems with their mental health, with their families, their relationships, uh, because, it, you know, it, it came from a, a, a place of greed, a place of vanity, a place of whatever. And, you know, um, no amount of money is going to, you know, fixes those problems. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah. No, so, for sure, man. You can't, yeah. you can't have money, money be a driving factor. Like as much as I tell you, right. I think last time we spoke, I said, um, you know, like I want to obviously, uh, achieve great success and wealth because I need to develop my own path, right. Like find my own life. And as much as I say that there's a part of me where it's like, I also need to do it for the reasons that I are true to me. Right. Um, or else I would have ended up in a sales job, let's say, and, um, or you would have ended up in a law, a, a law profession. Um, there's a reason why we steer away from these paths, right? Like, are they ultimately fulfilling? Yeah. At the end of the day, man, it's like the way I look at life. Um, you got to do things that, um, you got to give it a shot. You know what I mean? You got to do things that, um, you, get, you just got to do things where it's like there's no regret. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, this part of the reason why I chased this dream so relentlessly is I don't want to be 40 years old where I have someone yeah. like you tap me on the shoulder and like, yo, you should have made films, man. Oh, yeah. you should have done it. It's like, no, yeah. I did that. I tried it. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I went it. for it. Win, win, lose or draw, right? Win, lose or try. It's yeah. like, yeah, like I don't believe in like giving up. I don't think I'll ever will. Like there'll always be that fire in me. But at the same time, it's like, even if I do wind down, um, I know it's like I went for it, you know, like my 20s has been so tumultuous. And yeah. part of the reason is because I've been chasing something that's so audacious, unconventional, right? A lot of people, a lot of friends I grew up with, married now, they're they're out of their house, you know, they, they're living on their own. But they've also been working at the same company for 10 years, right? So it's like, it, it, it's like you out, yeah. you have to weigh your, weigh your options, right? Um, I've obviously have more life experiences and I, I personally believe that and yeah. developed greater friendships. So that's what I pride myself on. So I think it really yeah. comes back to what I'm saying is just uh, your priorities, you know, your like what, what do you value? Yeah. What do you value the most in life? Yeah. Um, it's, because know, it's not going to be the same as someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there. Yeah. You know, I, I think um, everybody has their own situation. Right. And when I think about it, like my my parents, for example, they didn't have the luxury to to um, even think about pursuing a path of passion. Right. Um, they needed money to 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 survive to to 100%. raise their family and stuff, and that's just as noble as as any other path, right? But for them, that that you know, um, a stable and uh, secure financial future uh, was was their calling, was their purpose, right? And that's that's very noble, right? But um, you just have to be self reflective enough to know which one is most suitable for your um temperament your personality your your kind of uh uh situation right right because um yeah you know um i wouldn't say everybody can can be a lawyer or i wouldn't say everybody could be a podcaster it's just who it depends on who you are right um and yeah man. And yeah you know i i think when i first started i i was a little you know uh, narrow-minded of, of this like you know passion is, and you know uh, uh, doing something you're passionate is is the only right way because I, I just discovered it and you know I was so excited but, exactly 
you know, one year removed, um, I, I kind of have a more balanced uh, and measured perspective on it. And, you know, just it, it just depends on the cards you were dealt. Because if I was a new immigrant coming from a, you know, difficult uh, region of the world coming in here, um, I probably wouldn't be doing this. I'd probably be doing something that would secure, no, and that's the thing, right? It's all about perspective. the bag, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's all about perspective, right? And, and the reason why, again, you see me so adamant on chasing this passion is, I'm fully aware of all the obstacles my grandparents and my parents have gone through to get to this point. So why wouldn't I chase my dream? Mm. You know what I mean? Like everybody, everything is set up for me in a way to have yeah. a pathway to pursue it. My parents tell me all the time, you're lucky you're at home. So you're lucky, yeah. you know, uh, you know, bills are paid or like you're not in debt or, you know, you live in bond, like, like a Toronto um, area, right? Like a city like, like this uh, in Canada, that is right. Um, there's a lot of people we grew up with, right? Um, or I do at least where they're come, they come from the same cities. They've had big dreams, big, big aspirations, but they never bother to chase them. Why? And for me, that's like no excuse. It's like, you have everything, every right, um, to right. give it a try, you know what yeah. I mean? But you don't because it's too unstable, right? It's a, it's too much of a risk. And that to me is unfortunate because it's like, don't talk to me then. Yeah. I should become a musician. It's like, well, you didn't try. Yeah. Yeah. You were living in the same area as me, even better. Like I saw that house. Yeah. You, you were living much more comfortably than my family. It's like you you should. So for me, it's like that's where you kind of say to yourself, like you, you got to pick and choose and you got to understand yeah. like this is the don't best waste your. Yeah, don't waste your, your opportunity. Absolutely, bro. Well, Kevin, <laughs> it's been a pleasure to be have you on the podcast. Killed it. Um, I wasn't uh, surprised at the very least at, 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 uh, at all. I should say, um, you know, you are... Um, a podcast to yourself um you know we had discussions i might even appear on your podcast kill your pride i'm excited yeah, it's gonna happen. yeah 100 percent. um so yeah thank you so much for uh sharing your experiences your journey uh on being a creative um and you know uh, just thinking outside the box and pursuing an unconventional path uh doing something that's uh only a self-starter can understand and for asking me those thoughtful questions to allow thank me to you. share my insight to the audience and thank you so much, Daniel, you know, um, having only started th this journey so recently and being able to already, you know, um, be so well, well received and, and, you know, getting shown so much love from people like you, yourself and, and Tyler that, that, um, um, I've, I, I've been seeing in this, uh, in this field and this I'm I'm very looking forward to seeing you know your your future work um Thank where you. you'll go um yeah big big things in the future I think and you know um I I I I just hope that um we we can continue to be um in each other's uh, journeys. 100%. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that Kevin. That was a beautiful testament. Thank you everybody else for listening and we'll talk soon.